What's up, everybody? Welcome into this week's episode of From Here It's Potable. Uh, basketball only this week, as it should be after the week that Mark Adams and his team had. Uh, Hunter is here, and we are going to dive into each of the conference games and talk about what we liked, what we didn't like, and what we look forward to seeing more as Big 12 play continues to roll on. So here we go. Hey, before we get to the podcast, I just want to do make sure I shout out our sponsor, Prime Residential Mortgage Incorporated. They're the Lending with Passion division of Primary Residential Mortgage Inc. Whether you're buying, refinancing, or taking cash out of your home, PRMI can help. Rates are still near all-time lows, and our mortgage experts can help find the best mortgage solution for you. They can help you with purchasing your dream home, an investment property, a vacation home, whatever you need, they can help you with. They have locations all over the state of Texas, but they complete the entire process online and it's easy and and they just love working with fellow Red Raiders. They can be reached at prmiraider at primeres.com through the website at www.lendingwithpassion.com or by phone at 214-736-9466. So get in touch with them for for any of your needs for anything like that. All right. We have some some fun basketball to talk about. And who better to talk about it with than Tech Hoops guy himself? How's it going? See, that was a good intro. You you made fun of me last week for crapping all over our guests. That was a good one. Yeah, I guess we'll go some administrative items are we i think we lost 80 percent of our listeners last week from last week's episode there's no way that's true it's close if you i mean if you exclude wives girlfriends any you know extended family members (laughs) mothers those are pretty consistent but uh yeah the talk about saving college football uh just didn't do it i mean yeah oh well it was worth a shot if if we can't get listeners after knocking off two top 10 teams then we might as well just shut down which is exactly what i'm after (laughs) (laughs) that's true i saw someone on on the internet tonight i thought this was great they called us the triple option of podcasts which is true because like even the people that run the triple option don't want to run it it's out of necessity (laughs) that's because they like don't have any offensive linemen or something you know what i'm that's a great point. That is an excellent point. I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I can live with that comparison. Um, but, it, you know, basketball-wise, yeah, podcast admin, I mean, you said it during the loss to Iowa State. You said this team might be pretty good. And, like, you were kind of being facetious in the way, like, you knew we were good, but – or I assume. That was the – during that game was when I first thought we might – be pretty good and and by pretty you know might be pretty good meaning like top 10 ish team yeah and um because iowa state's really good and they play really good defense and they it was like it's a must-win situation for them and and obviously a terrible spot for us and we should have won yeah i mean when you think about the technical the technical they called on clarence for no reason another one tonight is can he just cuss in french elbow tonight I must have missed that. Oh, he was throwing elbows. Yeah. Okay, I saw him get fouled, and they kept like hanging on him. And I was like, "Why is he not cussing in French?" Like, well, he got what is he, he got saying? he got fouled on a possession before that. A guy yeah. pushed him like in the face when he was guarding him. Yeah, and so I think that made Clarence mad because then he like intentionally fouled a guy on the same possession. They didn't call it uh, probably because the the refs thought they missed it. And the next possession, the guy went over the back and you know, okay, I gotcha. It was more than what I saw. That makes sense. I kept I kept thinking he was just saying things, and I was like, surely, like you probably speak two more languages. Just talk in those. Like, what are you saying? Yeah, uh, that that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, like I, what you you're up, you get a steal against that in that Iowa State game, and and or I'm trying to think exactly. It's been so long. But you, you're up on Iowa State, and then they score, like, four quick points. They get the four-point play, if I remember right, or fouled on a three-pointer, something yeah. like that. And 
and it's just like on a very iffy call to me, but you, you know, my opinions on college basketball refs, but you know, you should have went that one. And then, you know, me and you, I mean, we've talked plenty about the way the schedule worked out considering the Oklahoma state cancellation at the beginning of the year is you're staring zero and three in the face in the big 12. And then the COVID stuff happens and then the injury stuff happens. And instead now you're looking at three and one with two huge wins. Yeah, I did like barttorvik.com. He's got a like a simulator, and I, I just did just to see what it would be like if we won out at home and lost out on the road. He has us as a three seed, wow. which is which really speaks to those the two wins, the Baylor yeah. and Kansas win. I mean, no, I mean, they're top four, five, six wins that anyone has, and we've got two of them. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then Saturday's big because it's, I think, I think the, cancellation was a huge huge benefit for us ended for this, up being yeah for this game because yeah as bad as we beat them tonight i mean I, I came away with it impressed with oklahoma state they've got multiple guys that are good their defense looked like us to yeah they're de- they get in your ass yeah. on defense they've got a legitimate shot blocker that guy's gonna Man, play in the nba he says is so good the Lykalele's tough. He gets into the paint so easily and can like hit hit guys for open threes. Um, I mean, they they were they looked good to me. Yeah, but it was a bad night to play us and because they were they're one of the like they're the only team who is like out rebound. I don't I don't know the 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 official numbers. I guess I could look, but they like worked us on the glass. Even though that's kind of been our thing, and they may have. It may be. It just seems like there were multiple possessions where they they were, did. They, okay. they kept us off the glass as, as well as anybody has. We only rebounded twenty percent of our misses, which is like half the rate. Yeah, normally do. that's what it felt like too. So, but and, and the thing is, you know, we, what made those two wins impressive, Baylor and Kansas, is how poorly we shot the ball in those games, and it wasn't like we were forcing the jump shot and they weren't going in. We just, it's almost like we kind of knew who we were. I mean, we, you know, we go eight for 30 from three with Baylor and Kansas combined to make 10 more than, than we do. Yeah. And we, we beat them, you know, two and oh, I still don't, I've told several people, I don't understand how we scored the points that we scored. Like if you watch the game and like no shots are falling. It's and and like this a, is, this is what the, the development that is happening, which is, should be very scary is we're starting to like run half court offense very effectively. Yeah. Uh, and it, like, and we're now, and then these, these past three games, we've kind of scored points in different ways. Like against Kansas, it was just a clinic. I mean, we were just creating looks around the basket with ease. Nadolny kind of probing in the paint, Bryson, O'Banner, Silva. If they weren't getting a, a uh, you know, like an entry pass and scoring, they were getting an offensive rebound. Yeah. Uh, and then Baylor was a little bit different. We, we kind of, our guards, kind of care it was more of a balanced effort and then tonight is the night where okay what does it look like when we're making jump shots and the answer is you're probably gonna beat by 30 especially if you're playing us at home and so yeah we the thing about this team is we just we do like we've picked like there's 20 things in basketball that matter maybe you know and we just it's almost like a leech spread offense in its prime where we just pick like seven or eight things and we just do it as good as anybody. Yeah. And so if, if only a couple of those show up in any given night, it's a serious problem because one being you cannot score in the paint against this team. You yeah. can't generate shots around the paint. When you do, we're contesting them. They're not very good looks. When you miss them, we get the rebound. It's, it's just a theme to where you're going to have to beat us on the perimeter and making tough jump shots or creating space to get a good look, which is easier said than done. Yeah. Uh, and that's something that it's just been, it's been there every single night. Nobody in the country is defending the rim better than tech right now. And what's impressive is it's not only defending the rim. It's like, like you said at the beginning, like they couldn't really use CSA because they couldn't get the ball to him. Like it's, it seems like in the past, like we've done a pretty good job at the rim, but if somebody had a big guy like Cisse, like they would just dominate because once the ball was in the paint, you know, there wasn't much rim protection, but we're basically nullifying that because you, like you said, you can't get in the paint the way this, like, I think you wrote about it on Runner Sports, but um, 
like we're switching when we don't even have to. And it's almost like that is to prevent, it's to make those passes harder uh, on those mismatches. But uh, I mean, it's at, just, at one point tonight, we didn't, there were no switches involved. We had Silva guarding Lykele with their point guard. That was yeah. who we, we drew it up to where he can't guarding. shoot. And it's a great matchup because he's, yeah. he's an, a unique kind of player, very, very physical. Likely can't shoot. And Silva is a pretty good, is about as maybe as our best matchup against him. Right. Yeah. But he, you know, he, him, I mean, and then also because he's good at it, but Bryson and O'Banner too. O'Banner is the one that's just totally shocking to me because he's the one like his, uh, from like when he was testing the NBA waters, he's not athletic. He doesn't play defense. He doesn't yeah. hustle. And that was kind of the, the theme with him. I mean, I haven't seen that at all. He, I can, you know, you can tell that he's not a freak athlete <laughs> when he but, has, to, when he took five steps to get up to that dunk, <laughs> but he's, I mean, he hasn't been a problem for us. No, of, to me, yeah. when I, when I watch him, it's like, he's just always in the right spot. Like, and that's a good, that's a good defender. You know, if, if you are always, you know, in the way, basically it's, you at least make the offense work. Um, Another underrated part about those three, the bigs is they they, they pass really well. Yeah, and that's always been part of Santos Silva's game to me. Because when you have with with Bryson and O'Banner on the floor, they have to be respected, and so it draws the big away from them, and it just totally changes everything. Because those backdoor cuts that we are hitting Kansas and Baylor with, and then tonight, that doesn't work if you have a bit if they're if the other team's big is just sagging and playing around the basket, they those aren't there. You know, yeah. but when <clears throat> O'Banner and Bryson are there, it just they the, the spacing is totally different. Yeah, we um, we're going to be a problem. We appear to have something going uh, because, again, like when we defend the rim the way we do, when we rebound the way we do, when we defend in the half court the way we do. And then you have kind of like I'm starting to we have bu- buttons that we press. I don't know if it's Peary or Adams. You know, even there was an article before the national championship game, uh, it was about our defense and Adams mentioned Peary. They like, what are your, they said, they asked him what influences your defense. And he's rattling off like some team from the eighties and and, like Wisconsin whitewater. And then he says (laughs) Barrett Peary. And so I think, you know, we've, some of the stuff we've that Peary I think is doing, we've seen in the the past, but we're better at it now. You know, you would think, and we're doing more of it. Uh, Some of these, because we can really, with these with presses and the and really drain the shot clock. I mean, and so when you have a good half court defense and then they don't initiate offense until there's 17 seconds left on the clock, it's it's really tough. Yeah. Well, and that's something to me that was hurting, and we talked about it, that was hurting the offense is like it was the way McCuller was bringing the ball up, we weren't getting into our sets quick enough and it was speeding up the half court offense. But like you said, you know, on that side, now it feels like we're initiating quicker. We're, we're running like two or three actions to get, but we're not. And we saw it and to me, like what sticks out to me about the offense is we've seen it from the get go compared to years past. If there is an open shot, they're going to take it um, for the most part. Like they're not passing up good shots. Like they're taking good shots. Um, and I think at the beginning that was frustrating because, and we're still not shooting that well. Um, but I do think it's, it's helping the flow. Like, you know, that shot quality Twitter after the Kansas win, I mean, like our shot quality was so much better than theirs that it's like Kansas wins that game 23% of the time. Tech wins it 77% of the time. Like we were taking so many better shots, getting so much better shots. And then against Baylor, it was 50-50. And that's like number one team in the country, great offensive team. And so like, you don't think about us as this offensive juggernaut, and yet we are getting very quality looks, which is all you can really ask of an offensive scheme to me. Yeah, we're, and we're kind of tightening up from like the modern analytics perspective. I was looking at because uh, I, I this was earlier. It was after the Baylor game. But I was looking at our jump shots, trying to figure out like, are we shooting bad, you know, or what's going on? We're we're kind of shooting about as good as we did last year uh, from a points per jump shot perspective we're missing more. And so looking at that, I think, so um, 80% of our jump shots this year have been uh, threes or like right close to the basket. 
Last yeah. year it was 60%, like 55. Oh, wow. So we've, we're kind of eliminating the mid range jump shot, which, you know, Kyle, you know, we would take a ton last year. Yeah. Uh, so we're tightening that up, I think. Um, and then we, we aren't a great three point shooting team, but we do have, we can put a lot of guys on the floor that you have to guard. Yeah. You know, um, McCuller, Arms, Bryson, O'Banner, Warren. I mean, you have to guard every single one of them. Uh, and so that's, you could be a quote unquote great three point shooting team when you have Mooney and Moretti taking 85% of your threes and they're making a bunch of them. But when there's just two that you, you know, a good defense can kind of figure that out and, yeah. and, and guard those two. But it's a little different when all five guys have to be guarded. And that's, so those, I think that's a change, you know, from Adams that he wanted to do is put shooters on the floor everywhere. Yeah. They don't have to be great ones, but adequate ones. And especially some that are big guys. Um, and it's just, it blows my mind that we play with so much size and, and switch one through five and guard so far from the basket. Um, it's a, uh, yeah, it's a, it's causes so, so many problems because the, the, I, one of the things that in watching our team, I'm, I think the way to beat us is you have to have elite perimeter play from yeah. somebody. Yeah. And, yeah. But, the, but those kind of players tend to be small. And so Akinjo, for example, or those Tennessee guards, for example, um, you'd think, okay, these are the guys that are going to give us problems, but we put so much size and length on them, it, can, it, can, it counters it. Right. Well, and, and that's what is – that, is that something you noticed about Santos Silva prior to this year, his ability to switch? Because, like, I, I didn't. And, and, and maybe it was just – he wasn't asked to do that, but he, so, I don't know if he's like lost weight or like trained differently or did something. I mean, he just looks, I don't know. He, he like you said, he, he's an athletic freak. I, th- I thought he was, I saw it last year, like his athleticism and, and thought he was okay. That this guy's a freak. And, and at the same one thing, it's kind of like with Mark vital. I mean, we all know Silva, he can't shoot. Yeah, and so yeah. he's a, he's been playing college basketball for a long time. And for you to be effective and play for as long as he has without being able to shoot, there's something about you that's elite somewhere, you know, some other, some trait you have, but he was, he wasn't this effective last year guarding the ball the way he has. And in in fact, the U of H game last year, that that was what they did. They got a, we were switching everything. They got a switch on a Silva and they just beat us off the dribble. And that's not happening anymore. And, And so, and, um, Haxton, I think, asked um, Adams that exact question before the game today. And Adams said, number one, said he might play. He said, we tell him he might need to go play in the NFL because he's that good of an athlete. <laughs> yeah. But, and then he credited uh, Darby. So there probably has been some kind of the strength and conditioning coach. So it has been some kind of uh, transformation for him. Uh, he's an elite athlete. Yeah. I mean, for his size to be moving like that is, I mean, is impressive. To me, like at the end of the Baylor game, when I didn't really expect them to play for the last shot, just like there was plenty of time left. Um, but like when when they got the sw- – like, I don't know why they were hunting Santos Silva. I guess you just do that out of habit, like get the big man on me and I'm going to try to get an open three. But the moment that switch happened, like I wasn't worried. <laughs> you know, like I figured they would make the shot just because they, they had been making them most of the night, but I didn't think Santos Silva would get torched by any means. Um, but what did you think about the way that game ended? I, I saw, I think you put it on Twitter, but, and I totally agreed with you. The moment that uh, they kind of got discombobulated is probably when we should have fouled, but it ended up working out, even though that, that shot was a lot closer than I thought. Um, but do you think that Mark Adams just didn't think they would run the clock down? Uh, yeah, I agree. And he, so they, before the game, they asked him that too. And he said, we were not fouling. And, and, and he did, Kind of like you're saying, I mean, that there was too much time. It wasn't really something on our radar, but he was um, going to want to just play the game out defensively. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you're right that he, you know, they they did kind of a token b- ball screen, one that yeah. most teams would not have switched because it right. wasn't like a legitimate screen. You know, yeah. you could we could have easily fought through it, but we switched. So, and then once that happened, I think Akinjo, like you're saying, out of habit, thought, okay, this is this is what I want. You know, yeah. this, we, we can we, even if they had something drawn up that was much better uh, him taking him off the dribble, but it didn't work. And then, yeah, when they, when they bobbled that pass at about three seconds, it would have been nice to have tackled him, but right. uh, still worked. 
you know, something I was I I texted you during the Kansas game. It felt like like Kansas was playing bad and we were playing well. And you, you know, and then the game kept like Kansas, like we would like fight and claw for, you know, a four point lead and Kansas was had like two fast breaks and easily like tied up. Like there just felt like there could be no separation. And it looked, it looked so much easier for Kansas than it did for us. And at the time I was thinking like, well, this is just like a recipe for disaster. Like if this looks so easy for them and so difficult for us, this can't go well. But I think what I'm starting to learn about this team is, just because it looks difficult, like we're we're working the shot clock, we're running our sets, that doesn't mean that it is difficult. Like we're getting quality shots and we're doing that on purpose this way is maybe the way it's starting to go. And like Kansas just attacks differently. Yeah, and at the point you had said that it was in the first half when yeah. I thought we had outplayed them, but we should have been winning by a lot more. Right, so- yeah, and that's what I, that's what I mean. I think there was so some truth to that. And then, yeah, I think just the optics of them making so many jump shots, it looked, it's just like. That's probably it. It's because Bill Self said it, it wasn't in his post game, but it was afterwards. He like, I guess with some reflection, he was kind of looking at the box score and said, you know, Agbaji and uh, Jalen Wilson. Yeah. They went nine for 14 from three. If they don't, if they're just shooting normal, that's a blowout. I mean, and he was like, we were kind of lucky to even be in the game, just the way right. those guys were shooting. But the um, Kansas is just good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're they're hard to guard, and um, if you take a bad shot, they just and it goes the other way, and they score. Well, that's what I mean. You talk about all the time, like how athletic the Tech team is, and Kansas looks like on a different level of athletic. So like they're just freaks. They were, but they weren't. But they had, they still couldn't match up with us because they had, they have bigs, and they have right. good bigs, but their their bigs couldn't guard us in the half court very well. So That's true. Yeah, Joseph was yeah. taking them out. So then they have because they're Kansas, they've got a bunch of forward types that are really good. So they yeah. put them in in the post, and then they are just getting thrown around by our bigs because our <laughs> bigs, can, yeah, our our bigs can stay on the floor and guard in the half court. Theirs couldn't. And then once they made a change and put in. You know, like the guy we wanted from San Antonio, Zach Clements. Mm-hmm. He's kind of a forward type. Um, <clears throat> and even like Lightfoot and, and Jalen Wilson. You know, we were just throwing those guys around in the paint. Just yeah. like ragdolls. Clarence, like you're saying. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the problem with this team is Kansas, for as athletic as they are, still had problems matching up with us for just yeah. whatever. It's almost, you know, it's like a um, – like chess or like where there's just Adams has kind of a counter to every thing you can throw at us. Well, you know, Beard always preached being positionless and the longer the season went on, that almost seemed like a bad thing. And it's almost like Adams has figured out a way to just put a bunch of, maybe just get the combination, right? Like we're not necessarily positionless, but there's a good combination of strengths and, and, that cover up the other people's weaknesses on the court. Like it almost, it just, it seems like we're playing the same type of athlete, but the, the rotations or the lineups, whatever it is work better. Cause like you're saying, it's like he has a counter for, if you, for whatever the opposing coach is throwing at him. Like I was, I was just looking at the, the stats from the Kansas game. Like, it's just funny to me to look at like as bad as I felt like we shot jump shot, you know, we shot 50% from the field, you know, which is pretty good. <laughs> 60% on twos. Yeah, exactly. And so, but yeah, because we shot 25% from three and Kansas shot nearly 40% from three and 80, uh, 83% from the free throw line. So it's just, it's, it's just so very, it's a really weird box score to look at, I guess. Yeah. And, and going, you know, our, we've been positionless. I would call this positionless. Um, too but in the past we were doing it with guards you know yeah we'd have three or four guards on the floor at this at, at once and and now we're doing it with just with wings and bigs yeah and so it, yeah it it's different and how you know beer just didn't like playing bigs and yeah i think he thought why did he like, recruit so many of them to texas then like we I, that's a good good question 
I think he thought like we can't score with them on the floor. Yeah. And so like you just have to for offense reasons, we just have to put all these guards on the floor. And then you know, we can still figure out a way to defend because it's not like we're playing bad defense. Yeah. So it makes you know kind of makes sense. Like put all these guards out there, we'll still be able to defend guys, but we'll at least have some punch um to score. But uh, I think Adams is like, well, we don't really need to, to do that to score. Right. Um yeah, we're yeah, we with Kansas, I mean, we turned them over. They had 17 yes. turns. Yeah. 25% of their possessions were a turnover. And then we we rebounded 40% of our misses. I mean, it's it's like we're like I was saying, there's these five or six things that we do at such a high level. If only a couple of them show up, it's gonna be really tough to beat us. Yeah, like if if you if you're shooting poorly but you're getting two shots at it, that's that's not a bad strategy, I guess. Or like the Iowa State game, if you can't score in the half court against us, yeah. I mean, do you have, a chance. have a chance to win? Right. Do you do you have any hope for an improved shooting percentage, like both three point wise and free throw line wise, or is that just something? Yeah, I mean, I'm not a, our weakness. The, the free throw thing. Um. I mean, we're probably like a 70% or something. We just had maybe some bad luck or or something. I mean, I don't think we'll continue to shoot this poorly free throw wise. And I no. think our three, I think our three point shooting is going to improve too because it's been so bad. Um, Can't get worse. Yeah, and uh, and so, some of that's just luck. I mean, yeah, it's people don't want to hear it, I guess, but jump shots are luck, whether they go in or not, most right. of the time. And that's why that's why I think it's helpful that shot quality account is good to look at because it doesn't necessarily make you feel better or take the luck out of it, but you can at least it's like a good way to to look at your offense. Like, are we doing is the offense doing what it's supposed to be doing? And then you can say, well, then the shots didn't fall. This is the way I think of it. He's even right now, even with the most recent game, we are the worst shooting. Three point. This is only through conference games. It might be this the case for the whole season too. But um, we're twenty eight percent from three. We're ninth free throw. So the ninth best free throw, worst three point shooting, and we're three and one. We've played the third toughest conference schedule, and part of the reason why it's the third toughest is because you can't play ourselves. Because like number one is Iowa State, number two is Oklahoma State. Uh, Their conference schedule is tough because they played us. Right before tonight, we had played the toughest conference schedule. So, I mean, that is a scary thought because, okay, if maybe we are this bad at shooting, and we're if that's the case, we're we're still pretty good. But odds are we're not this bad. Right. shooting yeah which which means we've got an even higher ceiling and um you know i think it's it's a, a real also a good sign that we're running better offense in the half court now against some of the best defenses in the country than it seemed like we were a month ago against arkansas state yeah it does seem like it's it's almost just like like i know in football like offense always t- a new system a new scheme always takes longer on the offensive side than it does the defensive side. And so I'm wondering if like the, like I saw, I know a lot of people on Red Raider sports were frustrated with the offense at the beginning of the year, but I almost wonder if those were just growing pains because when I watch the offense now, you do see a purpose. You see guys moving the spots, you see the ball zipping around. Like I, that play, like I love watching like Santos Silva does it and Bryson Williams, they both do it where, you know, they're, they kind of catch it in the, the mid to high post and they're just watching the movement. And like the moment they see a guy open, that pass is zipped to the corner. Usually like McCuller hit a big three that way, like over the top of the defense, right into his arms and shot it. And it, you just, I just like seeing the off the ball, like when the offense looks bad, especially like it did tonight, nobody's moving. But when it does move, you see like what Adams and his staff is trying to do. And it looks, it looks so much better than it has in the past. And, and you said it before, uh, or when, and when we first started, about the lack of a point guard. It, I mean, to me, it was like rearing its head for the first month of the season. And, and I haven't noticed it at all in the yeah. last couple of games. No. And it's kind of been by committee. But, and it's well, I do of, think we've, we've found guards, point guard ish. Like, I think Clarence is like a, a point guard ish guy. 
like maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I just no, I think arms is too. Yeah, like arms they, is they both are good lead ball handler, ball handler initiator types. Arms, if you watch the Baylor game, he kind of took over uh, like in the half court. They couldn't stay in front of him. Yeah. They, they, he was just beating guys off the dribble and either scoring himself or passing it and hitting guys. Um, and so I think, yeah, like you said, Nadalny's the emergence of him, arms, and then McCullough too is doing is, is doing that, you know, doing that role. It's just not something I'm not even noticing it when we're playing. Right. Uh, it's not even coming into my, my mind. Like, you know, the, if we had a point guard, this wouldn't be happening. Like, like think- it was early in the season. Yeah, you're right. It was, and it, it was obvious. Like it was like a, a like we have to find one now type deal. Like people were saying, you know, Pop Isaacs, who's going to be a good player, but like he would start on this team right now. Like that, they were saying that early. I don't think that's true anymore. Um, but I do think it's interesting that uh, like the emergence of arms. Like he's like you said, he basically took over, and I think his ability to shoot is what puts him over Clarence in the pecking order. Like that's part of the reason why he can get by guys is they have to respect that shot. But there were a few times tonight when he was like, he took a step back three and nailed it, and I was like, oh, okay. Like I didn't know you had that. Like maybe that's just a confidence thing. But you can get a guy like that to start feeling it and and really pour it on. Like I mean, those the way he was able to take over the Baylor game. It's like you get deeper into the season, the the NCAA tournament. Like those are the types of guys that win those games, those ball handling guards. And another guy who wins those games, those kind of games, is O'Banner, just going unconscious. Yes, from, yeah, from three. Yeah, and it's, we saw I mean, it. It's going, it was close to happening tonight. Yeah, maybe you could. It was like the first one of the season for him, but it's going to happen. I mean, he's yeah. going to make like six or seven threes in a game. Yeah, and I hope it times up with a kind of a situation where we're not like where we really need it to right. win. Yeah. It's not uh, just pouring it on. <laughs> right. Cause it's, it's going to happen. You can, you can just kind of feel it uh, when he shoots. Uh, I like how he is like, he catches it in the corner and people think that they've closed out on him and he shoots it anyway, because his release is so high. I, I, I don't know. There's something about it that uh, I like that. The, just the look of it. It's like, Oh, yeah. I've got this guy covered. And then wait, no, he just shot it anyway. <laughs> Yep. And then and, uh, people ragged on him for, and rightfully so, but Bryson Williams is maybe who we thought he was. Yes. Uh, and yeah, you know, he, I will admit, I mean, I sent some pretty probably harsh texts. Like, like, why did we think this guy was, you know, the best player on the team type guy, but he has looked really good. I mean, exactly what we wanted. And when you compare him, like his, um, like, his offensive rating at UTEP last year was a 104. And what that means is basically it's like how many points per possession you score when you're using him. It's pretty much what that translates to. Yeah. So 104, 1.04 points. This this year it's 1.2. He's He was 50% effective field goal percentage last year, 57 this year. Yeah. So it's um, – you know, I think it's the same with Warren. Not really arms because arms is bizarre. He only played like – 15 minutes a game, but with <laughs> Warren and Bryson, it's a, one of those things where you say it, but it doesn't always happen where you, you go, okay, he was on this team and he was asked to do this. And, but when we get him, he's, we're going to have better guys around him. He's not going to be playing as much and he'll be more effective. And right. it doesn't never like, it doesn't always play out. You know, sometimes they're just not that good, like holy field. You know, we've had some examples yeah. of that. And I think with Bryson, we are seeing that, that he's, when he doesn't have to be the guy, every possession, you know, playing through him, um, he's a much more effective on the floor for us because we've just got other options. And he's the type of guy who, like we talked about, kind of getting rid of the mid-range to an extent. Like, I'm okay with him with his little, like, face-up game, taking some mid-range shots. Like, when we have, like when we need a bucket, I feel good giving him the ball and him taking, like, the like LaMarcus Aldridge, you know, mid-range shot. And we just, you know, watching us play, we just seem really well coached. And it's yeah. just like cliche, I guess, to say, but, you know, we, we're, um, there, there's some, some occasional like arms will sometimes get out of control. Um, but we just don't do a whole lot of stupid things. It seems like, you know, we don't yeah. force shots. Um, we're not, you know, blowing assignments. It seems like um, we, we are really quick 
when when getting into different defenses, like we can switch our defense very fluidly. We can get into a press after makes um, right. and, and do, and they're not, it's not just like the same one. Um, we're, yeah. we're switching defenses a lot. Um, it just, <laughs> this Mark Adams guy, I mean, he might be able to coach a little bit. It all, I also like how like we're throwing different defenses out of timeouts at, at, at teams, you know, so like whatever they drew up, might not work because they weren't really prepared for this. But on the flip side, tech is so much better out of timeouts offensively, like than we have been in the past. And I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. We also have been better on out of bounds plays under the basket. And that, that uh, yeah, sorry. Out. And yeah, I meant that too. Like, that, the yeah. numbers show that too. Yeah. Like yeah. I don't know who's drawing them up. Like if who if it's somebody on staff, if it's Adams himself, you might know, but that was something that drove me absolutely insane the past few years. How like, it didn't, it never seemed like tech could get a good shot at like the end of a game situation. Like that's why I was okay with like not calling timeouts at the end of games. I knew like you weren't going to get a better shot, like not in transition, but now I want that timeout called. I want the, you know, a play drawn up because they, they look good and they look like they're, they have a purpose. Yeah. Speaking of timeouts, Adams does not call a timeout to stop a run. He, no, and no. I even wanted him to tonight when it was obvious, like that we were gassed, like nobody was yeah, moving. No, he, two Adams, consecutive turnovers. I was like, please call a timeout. He, he doesn't do it. He saves no. him. But we we scored um, a couple. I think there were three that I recall against Baylor, and then there was several against Kansas uh, under the basket. Uh, you know, like drawn up sets where we, we, we should have had one tonight. Arms kind of like missed that floater that he was yeah. wide open for. And in our, you know, we've against Kansas, <clears throat> we would because like Bill Self is kind of like known for his out of timeout, yes, scoring ability. And so we played a zone after every timeout. Yeah, and and I think that messed with them against Baylor. We would play a zone and then switch. People people were talking about it a lot afterwards. We didn't really do that at all tonight. Tonight we were pressing the whole game. Yeah, and, and then sagging. You know, we were kind of just doing different things every game. I mean, we just—it's like just characteristics of a of a well well coached team, yeah. even on a short week. You know, not having a ton of time to prepare, we're still kind of doing different things every night. That's a good very, point. I didn't even consider like how fast and furious the games are going. You got another one Saturday. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a good point. Um, I, I I've been waiting for the for the moment where Adams kind of loses it, like at an He's official. I mean, like tonight, that one where um, they called a block on O'Banner. He went for the charge, but the the guy who he, he that drew the block threw the alley oop to Cisse with that awesome dunk. And that was like the only t- like Adams was still like going after the ref, but it looked like a polite conversation. Yeah, <laughs> like he was, and I know people, people get mad at him always having his arms crossed, but it's kind of nice to see like he just. I think it goes to the well coach thing. Like he is, like he is always in control of himself. Yeah. So like, why would his team not be in control? Basically. Yeah. I mean, he, there's no, you know, from our our past coach, there was just a lot of yelling. Yeah. And it's like people, an edge. Like he was on edge. That, the team was on edge. Yeah. Some people see that on TV and think, oh, man, he's coaching. You know, yeah. just yelling at everybody. But with Adams, is never yelling. <laughs> And yeah. the whole staff is constant. They're all coaching yeah. from the yeah. bench. Nobody's just standing there. Um, Sutton, Perry, Williams, Hester. I mean, uh, it's one of the, you know, like I've always thought this when we had in our prior, in prior years, like I would listen to interviews from the other team or watch their bench and see some of their coaches. And I would just think like, man, we just have so much better coaches than they do. Like yeah. Mark Adams and Sutton. And right. some of these guys, you know, it's just an advantage for us. I remember, I remember uh, before we played Duke, they had that like ESPN special uh, about the Duke team. And, you know, they had that John Shire, they have a bunch of young former players. And like, I was just even watching that. I'm like, man, we have a, this is Duke and we have a better staff than they do is what right. I, is what I came away from it thinking. Yeah. And I mean, that, I think that's the case. I think we're even better now than we were then. Yeah. Just because there's not, like even the recruiters, the AAU guys, like they coach, like they're not just there like to, to, to ensure the next recruit, like yeah. they have a job and they're doing it. It seems like. And so with, with the cancellation, you know, normally uh, you know, an assistant gets a scout, you know, for, and 
So like your three, they'll rotate uh, every yeah. other other game. But with the cancellation, Peary had Oklahoma State and Baylor. So we had back-to-back Peary games, um, which is probably rare for, you know, irregular for us. But, I mean, I think Peary's pretty good. Yeah. I, I, re- I really do. I think he's having a hand in some of the stuff we're doing on offense and then our defense too, like some of the presses, uh, which, you know, sometimes they bother me. Um, but one – because what we, we – we, we have a way of speeding teams up. You know, they can elect to do one of two things. Like they can like beat the soft press in a slow fashion and controlled way, and they're not going to turn it over or they might, (laughs) but they're probably not going to turn it over, but then they're going to be on a crutch in the half court because a lot of time has run off or they can kind of be more aggressive in beating it and take a quick shot. And if, if they miss that shot, we are the number one transition offense right now in, in the country in wow. terms of effectiveness. If they miss that shot, odds are we're about to go make a layup. Right. Because if you take a quick shot against us, it's a serious problem. Right. So we kind of force their hand. I mean, sometimes they'll make those shots, but if they don't, it's we're, we're running. And so I think there's, you know, the buttons we're pressing are working. Yeah. It, I do wonder. Um, is that are we doing like is Adams isn't doing anything new? Like, and you you would know this better than me. Like, there's nothing that's kind of I don't even want to say, I don't even know what the word is. Like, it, it's not some kind of it's not smoke and mirrors. And then the next time we play Oklahoma State, they'll be like, Oh, well, we've got this figured out. Like, it's the same defense we've been running, correct? And the same presses. Yeah. I, in my yeah. opinion, they look very similar. Yeah. They did to me too. I just didn't know if you had like Cause I could almost see like, well, this is, this is my coach. speculation. Yeah. And, Cause like I said, in the beginning, I think Adams and Peary are very close. And I think we've been stealing things from Peary for a long time. Yeah. But when in the, in years past, if they scored on our, on a press, if we did something like that and they scored beard would rip Adams ass <laughs> and I, and you could see it. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I think, we weren't doing it as much as Adams wanted to. And, I think, yeah. and so I think we may be doing those, you know, more presses, doing more different kind of defenses. You know, there's that, that story that um, when we played Michigan and we beat them like 58,000 to 12 and they right. scored like seven points in the first half in the NCAA tournament. Oh yeah. I remember. And we, they go into halftime and Adams has all these adjustments he's going to make like, God, oh, they're, they're doing this. We got to make all these adjustments. And Beard is like, what are we doing? You know, we, we just held them to eight points. And I, you know, I mean, there's probably logic on both sides of that, but I think right. that happened more often. I think, <laughs> I think it's fair to question whether Adams was being held back a little bit in terms right. of things he wanted to do. Yeah. We're, we're seeing that more and from a personnel standpoint, which we've talked about playing more bigs Yeah, from a scheme standpoint, offense, defense. Oh, yeah, I, was about, I think you definitely see it offensively. Like, I don't think that's a question. Like, I think that's absolutely true. Like you almost, it was almost like in the past you were playing offense, like the way a football team does, like you're going to run the ball, try to take some time off the clock to give your defense a rest, you know, to help your defense out. I almost felt like sometimes we were playing offense that way. It doesn't feel that way with Adams. Yeah. And we're in, but yet when the situation calls for it, we are because in the last, you know, Baylor and Kansas, you can't run fast offense against them because they will just take it the other way. Yeah, you, know, you can't just run down in there and jack up a shot. And so we didn't. We just like against Kansas, we ran half court offense and got a shot around the basket. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we're not married to any one style. It's not. You know, we acted like we were going to be up tempo, crazy fast, and before the season, and we're not. I mean, we are the 310th fastest team in the country. So, <laughs> 40. That, that's kind of. Is it weird to be number one in transition? And 310th, like pace wise, it, it's kind of like, um, yeah, the more you do something, the less effective you are at it. So, we're, right. we're, you know, we're like, we're picking our spots. It's, um, you know, it's like that our 2018, the Elite Eight team was um, amazing in transition, but we never ran in transition. Right. Yeah. It frustrated me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's probably because we only did it when we needed to. But, you know, like when we're clearly more athletic than the other team, like that Providence game uh, or some of our non-conference games, we, we go in transition a lot, yeah, much yeah. more. And so but it's just, 
you know, we're just playing some of the best teams in the country. Yeah. I mean, Kansas and Baylor. And that's what they want. It's, it's, I think with Adams, when you play Mark Adams teams, if whatever you want to do, he, you're, he's not going to let you do it. Right. And that's just it. If, so yeah. if they, if they want to run, we're not gonna let you run. If you, yeah. if they don't want to run, then we'll probably run. That's something that should just be expected. Yeah. One, the last thing I noticed about the past few games is we weren't offensively killed by zones. Like even tonight, I, I really like that one, three, one that um, Oklahoma state ran, but they couldn't stay in it. And maybe that's just because we had a pretty good shooting night, but we also were penetrating. We were finding guys in the middle. Like it, you know, that was yeah. kind of the Achilles heel was, you know, you get into his own and we don't know what to do, but I feel like just like with everything else, it's kind of grown as the season has gone along. And I don't know, you can just automatically go to that. I agree. Yeah. We, we've gotten better at it. And I, I've always not, that's been like the least of my concern about this team. Yeah. Even when we were like that Providence game, when we right. were having trouble with it, because the de- the man to man defenses in this conference are so good. If they want to play zone against us, that's fine. I mean, <laughs> that's kind of taken away. I mean, it doesn't matter who we're playing. It's almost taken away their best weapon if they if they guard us that way. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah. It's well, fun. It fun is. Times. I mean, we could sit here and talk for another hour. Yeah, but... We haven't really even talked about like, I mean, we've talked about some players, but not, you know, Clarence. I mean, we, we've talked about a little bit, but we could just go by each guy. Yes. Because. Well, and then we talked about like, we wanted to record after the Baylor game, but like you said, it would have, I mean, you, you would have had to have listened to that like within the hours before it became, you know, the, or the Kansas, whatever it was, we, we, it's hard with the postponement and how fast these games are coming. It's hard to, to get them all straight, but we've got a big one on Saturday. Cause I think the, the cancellation, everything is kind of rearing its head on Saturday um, yeah. because it didn't hurt us tonight. No, without a doubt that it hurt Oklahoma state. Yeah, but Saturday will be the one. And we've had some ugly games up there. Yeah, yeah, we have. We've also kicked their ass a couple times. Oh, yeah, yes. That, and they're that, not that good. Um, they've got a little guard who's really good. Or I like I watched the other night uh, against TCU, and he's looks pretty good. Uh, but they're – I mean, we'll be five or six-point favorites. Right. So it's going to be a tough game. Yeah. I mean, it won't be a, a pushover. By any means, and they I mean, play good I, defense. Yeah, and then I mean, you you could almost just kind of you have the same scouting report defensively for every team in the conference. Like, you know, they're they're good. This is a this will be a scary kind of stretch for us because it's it's maybe the worst team in the conference. We're playing yeah. them on the road though, and then you get Iowa State and West Virginia at home, and so those are games you have to win. Right. If you're going to want to be somebody in this conference. Yeah. And then, so it's kind of like, feels like three must wins, which, you know, odds are we're not going to go three and oh, but if you do. Yeah. The they're at Kansas. Like, yeah. There's something to be said probably for like, you're no longer the plucky underdog, like <laughs> you're good. And so what, how do you play with pressure? How do you play? Like you said, how do you like, we need to win these games. Does that impact your ability to do what you're supposed to do? And, and that'll be a test. We'll just have to see. Yep. And the, the good thing is, is uh, something I've said all year really is that we, the things we do well are just, they tend to travel, you know, you don't, it's just we're not going to show up one night and everybody be three inches shorter and Silva's <laughs> going to be 180 pounds instead of right. 260. And I mean, we're not, we're just Adams and Peary are going to forget to scheme for their opponent. <laughs> um, you know, we, it's, we just don't rely on flaky things. Like we don't even really get to the, you know, we don't even something like getting whistles and getting to the free throw line. Yeah. You know, we yeah. don't do, we're not relying on that. We're not relying on making free throws. We're not relying on making jump shots. Yeah. Even if yeah. some of these past games, we haven't rebounded that well. That's something I said too, early in the season when we were the best rebounding team in the country, it's like, okay, well, what about when we're not playing every swack school? Right. I mean, are we really this, are we really going to rebound like this? And since that's how we're generating offense, like, is that going to work in the right. big 12? And we Oklahoma Baylor and Oklahoma state rebounded better than us. Yeah. And we won. Right. That is crazy. Like to think about is 
you can't really hang your hat on one thing, but is that a good thing? Like you basically hang your hat on, you're not going to blow us out. Like we're going to be around and we're always going to have a chance to win, which is pretty, I don't know. I kind of like it, but you mentioned Clarence earlier. I always have time for Clarence. Do you want to talk about Clarence? I can sit here. Bulldog man. (laughs) And, And it's not a, you know, again, he's not making jump shots. No. Um, it's not a fluky thing. I mean, that that one drive that he – I guess it was on – I can't remember which Baylor big it was. I mean, there aren't many guards who are going to be able to have a that big of a dude riding It was Thomas. It was their good one, wasn't it? Was yeah. it Thomas? I mean, he's just – he's even, even tonight he had one on Cisse. Yeah. Like challenging Clarence at the rim is a – that's a business decision. I mean, he's <laughs> going to get up there and you're – gonna have to foul him because you know it really i hate college basketball officials for a lot of reasons um and the number one right now the number one reason right now may be like i would love some clarence trash talk after those drives like but he is like immediately like corralled like even that breakaway dunk he had against baylor he said something um to the guy inbounding the ball and i thought he was gonna get popped for that i mean like it's just like He's been Let trying the, to fight some of our own players back to back games. He got on to Warren tonight for yeah. no reason. He went over the back on Warren and then was like trying to say, That's my ball. Yes. So Warren's like, What do you, what do you, you went you over my back. You wanted and that then, rebound. And then against Baylor, he got mad at arms for getting in his way in the lane. Yes. Yeah. It's slamming his hands on the ground. Uh, Clarence, he's an angry guy. I like it. And, and college basketball officials, all the ones that listen to this podcast, let him freaking play. Like, that's that's part of the fun. Like he is an emotional dude on the court. I want to see. I want to see that emotion. Like stop yeah. ringing. Adams him up. was Adams was getting on him tonight for the <laughs> the technical. I mean, I don't care. Adams too. I, let him do his thing. I don't. I, I want. I want. I want Clarence. All. I mean, the French people are an emotional people. Let them be emotional. We're, yeah. Stop trying to you know limit the cultural aspect of of Clarence here in Lubbock, Texas. Let it, let it happen. That's all I'm saying. But I love watching him play basketball. It's not the prettiest thing. Though. What game was it when he tried that step back three at the end of the shot clock? <laughs> I don't even remember. I just remember it. Like I thought That's it looked good off of his hand and I was like about to jump off the couch and then it just clanked yeah. off the side of the rim. I'm still waiting for it. I mean, in prep. So he played prep school, which yeah. They have a shot clock. They do use the college three and it's like a national schedule. He was a shooter. I mean, Clarence shot threes and yeah. it was effective. I mean, it's not his game right now, but it might, at some point it, it might be. And that, that's a scary thought. Right. Too. Yeah. A Clarence that can make jump shots. Might be uh, in the weight room a little too much. I don't know, but I'm sure he'll, he'll figure it out. But like I said, we could go on forever, but I think we've covered most of the stuff we wanted to get to. You got anything else? I don't think so. All right. Well, hopefully we're back next week equally as excited. So we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>